Okay, we begin, Baruch Hashem, a new day, a new month. Rosh Chodesh is the, uh, one of the foundations of the Jewish people because the Jewish people, each and every one of us, have an ability to, to renew ourselves, which is one of the greatest gifts that a person can have. Because renewal, thank you so much. Because renewal is something that is, gives us an opportunity to change, to grow. Right? The reason a person doesn't change and the reason a person doesn't grow is because he's been doing the same thing that he was doing yesterday. He's doing the same thing he was doing a week ago. Right? He's status quo. And the Yitzhahara wants to stop a person. It's one of the reasons why the Yevanim, says the Greeks, I mean, Hashem, we'll talk about a Hanukkah time, the Greeks were against Shabbos, which makes sense. They were against Brismila, which makes sense. But they were also against Rosh Chodesh. Why would they be against Rosh Chodesh? So one of the reasons that's brought down that they were against it is because one of the foundations of the Jewish people, obviously, Rosh Chodesh also gives us the ability to make the Yom Tovim, which is also renewal is when a time a person is able, paro is hashana, paro is tichbar avodah, paro is the same numerical value of 365. Shana means, ah, right, over and over again. Today is just another day, today is just another, right, you wake up in the morning, and here we go, the same thoughts, the same feelings, the same, the same, uh, same stuff. When a person has the ability to stop, and a person has the ability to, to, um, to, to renew himself and to have new thoughts, to have new feelings, to have a new excitement about life. And, and that's something that a person can try and tap into every day. It's not something, the, the reason people, uh, one of the things that we've said is that discipline is remembering what you want. Many times people get worried about burning out. They get worried, I'm going to burn out if I push myself too hard, people get worried, am I taking on too much? So the truth is, yeah, you could take on too much. But when, when a person is tapped into why he's doing what he's doing, so then it's not about taking on too much. When you realize every day, you say, okay, why am I doing what am I doing? What's the purpose of doing what I'm, what I'm doing? And a person doesn't wait, okay, of course, Rosh Chodesh is a time where a person can think about that, a new month, he has a new month to think about what do I want to accomplish this month. person has a Shabbos. He has a Matzah Shabbos, a Sunday morning. What do I do this next week? A person has a morning. He says, what do I do this day? The Tzadikim probably look at the hour and they say, okay, this hour, what do I do this hour? If you're a bigger Tzadik, it's probably what do I do this minute? I don't know if they think about it every moment, but the more a person taps in to what am I doing? Why am I doing it? What's my purpose of doing it? So then there's no worry of burnout. The only time a person will burn out is when he's not really doing what he wants to be doing. A person's not doing what he wants to be doing, and he's not tapped in to why it is that he's doing what he's doing. Rosh Chodesh gives us an opportunity, or every day for that matter, but it happens to be Rosh Chodesh. Every day a person has an opportunity to stop and to ask himself and to say, why am I doing what I'm doing? How do I, thank you so much. Why am I doing what I'm doing? And, and, and um, you know, first of all, what, what, what is it that I want to do? What is it that I want to think? 
If a person says, I want to have positive thoughts, I want to be someone who's a more positive person. A person says, I want to be someone who has more love. I want to love myself more. I want to love other people more. I want to work on things. So the more a person is able to, <clears throat> to really take a step back, that I think is something that, that, uh, that people forget about. They think that, um, you know, that they're just going to put on, press the button, and then they're just going to move and move and do whatever they're doing. They're going to become robotic. We become robotic uh, because of laziness. We become robotic because the Yitzhahara wants us to just go through the flow and just go through everything uh, without thinking about why I'm doing it. Now, it doesn't mean that a person overthinks. When a person overthinks, that's also not good. But the point is for a person to try as best as he can, as, as often as he can, as often as he can, at least once a month, at least once a week if he can, once a week, once a month to say, what am I doing? Why am I in yeshiva? Why am I learning Torah? Why do I dress the way I dress? Why, do I, why is my hair the way my hair is? Why do I act the way I act? Why do I, am I working on my anger? Am I working on my laziness? And that's where it all begins. The reason we begin with purity of speech is because purity of speech really forces a person. It forces a person to go inside. We live in a generation of, of everything's on the outside and we judge ourselves based on what other people think of us. It's really literally in our, in our subconscious. We don't even know how much we, are, we want approval, whether it's approval from our parents, whether it's approval from our siblings, but it's our approval from our culture. We don't even realize the depth of the approval seeking that each and every one of us have. It's very, very, very deep. And when a person begins to take control of his life, and it takes time, it takes a lot of time, it takes a lot of patience, but especially when you're younger, when you're 19, when you're your age, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, the younger you are, the more you begin to really take control of your life and really take control and say, I want to be a happy person. I want to be a person who is, who is the captain of my ship. We all are the captain of our ship. But I want to be a person who wakes up when I want to wake up, who goes to sleep when I want to go to sleep, that looks at what I want to look at, that doesn't look at what I don't want to look at, that is able not to be angry, that is able not to be lazy, whatever it might be, whatever thing you're working on, when you begin to take control of your life, when you begin to have a notebook and you begin to have an analyzation of your life, of what your life is about, what your life is, what you want it to be about, and you have categories of that, and you take yourself seriously, that's when time, that's when your life really, truly begins, right? Uh, Yitzi sent an amazing, not sure which coffee I'm uh, thank you, I'll coffee it up today, thank you. I made a bracha before on the, sh- on the water. Um, Yitzi sent a great quote yesterday on the quote chat that it says, some people die at 25 and are buried at 95, whatever, whatever it is. Such a great line, right? It's a scary line. Right? Some people are alive, but they're, not, but they're not really alive. Meaning they're alive. Okay, they're alive. Life means change and growth and, 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 and breaking comfort breaking boundaries, moving forward. You know, the, the greater a person is, so every day he's, he's breaking uh, different comfort zones, right? Every year you want to be breaking, right? Imagine a kid, 
being, being held back from fourth grade and he's staying in fourth grade. Right? There would be nothing, nothing disastrous to a person who's third grade. He says, you're staying third grade, and then again third grade, and then again third grade. Right? The kid will, will, will start being depressed and sad. Why? Because you're not moving forward. You're not moving forward. And what happens with us? When we change from third grade to fourth grade, you know, in our world, it's like, oh, I want to stay put in third grade. I want to stay where I am. When you become a teenager, you suddenly want to stay put. When you're a little kid, you can't wait till you, till you, uh, till you break more boundaries and more, cover more ground, especially if you're a curious person, right? When, when, a, when a person gets older and older, you want to become more curious and more curious. When you're focused on everybody else and you're focused on Lashon Hara, and you're focused talking about other people, then, then, then that becomes a big challenge. Because then you don't spend time focusing on yourself, whatever it might be, whether you need a therapist, whether you need to write and have a notebook, whatever, whatever everybody knows what it is that they need. But the point is to get, to get um, obsessed and to get really, really into yourself, to really understand yourself. Okay, question, comments, please, as we begin. Please. Okay, please. Oh, Nachi, yes. Even if like it's something you, even if it's something you genuinely like really really do want, if you're pushing yourself too hard, it's something you want, like you want to be doing that, you want to be working all day, you want to be doing this, you want to be doing that, and still push yourself too hard and burn out, even if you know why you want it, what you want, and what you want to do with it, like. Like, it, it, you could be pushing, is there, is there, no, is there no, like, line So, so, Nachi's asking, okay, but could, but could you push yourself too hard? The answer, the answer to that is, if you have your why, you have your why, then you're not focused on your pushing yourself. If you have your why, why am I doing something? There's certain things, and it becomes something more natural. When you push yourself extra hard, so a lot of time, that's, that's not so much focused on, your why, it could be a lack of patience, it could be fear. Yeah, I gotta push myself. I gotta do everything today because I'm afraid I'm not gonna, I'm not, it's not, I'm afraid I'm gonna burn out. The guy could be so afraid he's gonna burn out that I gotta hop everything today. You know, the point is, the point is, is that once you are, once, you know, I, what, what I love, there's, I, I forgot the whole quote, but there's a line about, right, life being a dance. Right, the reason I like life, the line of life being a dance, is because when you're dancing, you don't really think when you're dancing. Right? I, I said that's the shot nowadays, but they have the head, you know, they do the head thing. Right? The reason they do that, what's it called? Head banging. Head banging, why? Because our heads, right, when you dance, right, you forget about what's going on. You forget about, but our heads are so, so thick with all the thoughts that the only way to get out of it is to really like, you're like trying to get the thoughts out of your head. You're trying to like, How we chuckle. you know, right, exactly. You're trying to like throw the, that thoughts out of your head because that's why people suffer. People don't suffer nowadays. We're not in a generation. Let's let's let's, let's be real. Yes, there are people Rahman who physically suffer. Shemi Rachim. There are people who have physical suffering. Our generation's problem is we're not in Europe. They're not. They're not. We're not. We're not. We're, we're not missing food. We're not missing. Right. I have the air conditioning blowing right at me right now. We're not missing comfort. What we're missing is we're missing mental comfort. We suffer in our brains. 
We suffer in our heads. People can suffer. You can have a guy who's got, who's a, I've met people like this. You can have a guy who's got all the money in the world. He's healthy. He's got all the money in the world. He's got nothing to worry about. And the guy's depressed off his rocker. He's done. Why? For one reason, because his head is, 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 is sick. His head is not well. Our generation, our generation, the, the current generation, where do addictions come from? That's where addictions come from. Addictions come from the fact that there's, that there's, an, abundance, there's an abundance of everything and people are just not happy. They're not happy. So we have everything. We have everything that we need. Everything that we need to live. But when a person internally is, is suffering, so, so that's, that's, when, that's when he's not able, that's when he's worried about burning out. I'm not saying anyone who's worried about burning out is internally, meaning he's not flowing with life. He's not appreciating life. He's too focused on something else. He's not saying, wow, of course I'm going to get there. Look how young I am. Anyone in yeshiva, any one of you guys at your age, you, have the, you can become anything. You can become the biggest Tamil Chacham in the world. You become the biggest surgeon in the world and the biggest Tamil Chacham while you're at it. Saying, you know, we, we, we have so much opportunity. We have so much to do. We have so much we can do. We have so much at our fingertips. The, 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 cha- the nisayon that we have, the challenge that we have is that we look at other people. And the challenge that we have is that we focus on other people. You could have a guy who's driving the most beautiful, right? I've said this story many times. The first time I leased a car, back in my day, there was no car leasing. If you were in Kolel, you, you, drove, a, a, you drove a beat up car, believe it or not, until people started leasing. And then, I'm talking about in America. Even now, now, go look at the cars in Eretz Yisrael. It wasn't like that. Ten years ago, it wasn't like that. All the cars. Leasing. Leasing makes it that way, that you could drive a beautiful, beautiful car, even if you can't afford it. It used to be if you drove a beautiful car, it meant you had a status. Now you don't have to drive such a, you don't need such a status to drive a beautiful car. And I remember the first time I leased a car, and I'm driving a car with like 300 miles on it, or... I don't know how many miles. I was so excited. It had that smell. It even had like plastic on the, on the visor. And I was all excited. Like I'm in a new, beautiful, leased car. This must go back 10, 10 years ago. Maybe, you know, maybe longer than that. Right? I'm sitting there driving. I'm so excited. I'm, I'm, on, I'm on anyone from the five towns. Right? I'm on, um, I'm on uh, um, uh, Dowdy Boulevard and Central Avenue. Or Broadway. Dowdy and Broadway making a left on the 878 through there, and I, and I pull up, I'm in my new fresh car, beautiful car, and then what happens? I did the, right, this was up, up my block. I did, I did, and what did I do? I looked at the car next to me, and what did I see? I saw a nicer car, and right in my, in my stomach, I'm like, oh, maybe I should have, I remember the thought, like, ah, oh, maybe I should have gotten that car, and I'm like, I'm like, smack myself in the head, like, how long did I go? I went two minutes. Two minutes. Two minutes of enjoying. And, it, and that's life. And then you're going to say, oh, well, well, what car? Someone might say, well, well, what car did you talk to rent to, right? And it cannot be. Maybe, maybe if you would have rented the higher car, right? Right? That's, the, that's what people are thinking. And what's the answer to that? There's always going to be something, right? And I say this now. People don't want to hear this. And what's going to happen when you get married? You don't think what, what you think the Torah when it says, 
the Torah doesn't know what that means. You're going to get married, you'll have the Vart, you'll they'll put the picture on Spadasimcha, whatever the stupidity, yes, it's stupidity, right? They'll put it on and they'll have this and you'll be like this, even though you never look at your picture like that, or you'll put it on your status, even though you don't really feel that way, but you put it that way, whatever, right? But everyone looks at it that way and they think you have such a great life, but you, your life is terrible and you're with your wife, you're with your Kala, and you're so supposedly in bliss. Uh, what? And when you meet your best friend's uh, girlfriend or your best friend's kala, you're not going to say, oh, uh-oh, uh-oh, maybe I could have married someone prettier, maybe I could have married someone smarter, maybe I could have married someone richer. Maybe go, oh, no, that's not going to happen to me because I'm going to be in love. Right, you're going to be in love. And then what's going to happen when you're not in love or what's going to happen when there's more love around the corner? These are not things that... That, uh, that these are not dvarm chedushim that I'm saying. I'm not talking about flying to the moon and being an astronaut. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about uh, everyday occurrences. So what are you going to do? So what's the Eitzah? So I'm going to tell you the Eitzah. The Eitzah is don't speak Lashon Hara. So everyone's going to say, uh, that's a tough leap to say, don't speak Lashon Hara. We're learning Hilchus Hashar. That's going to solve my problems. The answer is yes. When you're 19 years old and 20 years old, and 21 years old, and you stop focusing on other people, and it's one of the hardest things, as we're going to learn in Masil Sharm. we're way past it, but hopefully we'll come back around. One of the biggest things that Masil Sharm says, what holds a person back from growth is peer pressure. What holds a person back from growth is he's looking to his right, and he's looking to his left, and he's judging his success based on other people. He's not judging his success Based on himself, yeah. That's not Lashon Hara. Looking to the right and seeing someone has a nice car is the exact opposite of Lashon Hara. That's saying, oh, he has a very nice car. Right, well, well, well it causes Lashon Hara that you're looking at somebody else and then you start judging. You start saying, yeah, yeah, but he doesn't have what I have. Then it gets, then it gets all twisted. The second that you're looking in someone else's business, the second you're in someone else's business is when you begin to suffer. That is a fact. Suffer. When I say suffer, I don't mean suffering from potato peels. We don't have potato peels. We throw out the potato. Forget about, the, forget about having the potato peels. We're not in a generation that we're missing food. Right? A, person, a person suffers in life when he's in two businesses that don't belong to him. In God's business or someone else's business. God's business, why this happened to me? Why is the weather like this? Why is this? Then you're going to suffer. You will not answer that question. You will not answer that question, why this happens to you? Why you grew up like this? Why do things have to be like that? You, the, you start asking that question, you, you get to a dead end. Or you say, why is my mother like this? Why is my father like this? Why is my roommate like this? I wish I could change him. I wish I could change her. I wish I could change my wife. I wish I could change my kids. I wish I could change everybody around me. The second you're in the world of changing other people, you will lose 100% of the time because you can't change other people. You could change yourself. You could say, I want to be a happier person. And you could have terrible people around you. You could have terrible people around you who make your life miserable. Then yes, that can be. So you have a decision that you can make. You could stay with it or you could leave it. You could work through it or you could leave it. But the bottom line is it all begins with us looking at other people. Okay, question comments before we begin. Thank you, Nachi. I like question comments. It, it brings out more. Um, I don't know exactly where we're up to over here, but we're, we're, wherever we're up to. Yes, Chaim Yaakov. 
Yeah. Give an example. Give an example. Correct. So I'll be honest with you. Obviously, I'm not trying to help anyone change. Good, good, good. I, I love when you do that. I love when someone challenges me on this because it, it makes me clarify my why. My why. I'm not trying to make anybody change. I'm trying to be the best me that I could be. I'm trying to be me. I'm trying to be me. Now, now one of the ways, thank you, one of the ways of being me is I love doing this. I love listening to people. I love helping people. I love teaching people. But I'm not trying to make anybody change. I'm trying to focus on myself. I'm trying to be the best me. Yes, there are ways of me being me that I, that I do certain things. But that's not my mission. My mission in life is how can I change Chaim Yaakov? Chaim Yaakov is perfect just the way he is. Chaim Yaakov, I could tell Chaim Yaakov, I could remind Chaim Yaakov, I could remind everybody here that I can't change you and you have to change yourself. That I could do. That I could do. You got what I'm saying? But when I look in the mirror at night, and I don't mean the physical mirror, when I look in the mirror at night or in the morning and this, I got to focus on me and say, what do I got to do? What do I got to do? How can I be a better me? How can I be a better me? Yes, it might mean that I have the ability to maybe give people opportunities. I like giving people opportunities. I like talking a certain way, and I like reminding myself. I love reminding myself. I love reminding other people that everything I'm saying right here is not a grace of Chiddush, everything that I'm saying. Everything I'm saying over here, everybody knows, everybody agrees with. But what do we do? We have to remind ourselves. We have to chazer over Hilchus Lashon Har. I'm proud to be doing that. So thank you. Thank you, Chaim Yaakov. Thank you. Thank you, Chaim Yaakov. Beautiful. I love that question. See, that clarifies, I'm sorry, Rabbi Regensburg, that clarifies my, my, my why. Clarifies my why. When I clarify my why, I get even more hungry. I get even more clear. I don't get burnt out. It's the opposite. It's the opposite. It's when we don't clarify. So ask me that question as much as you want. Ask me, why, Rabbi Fisher, why do you do what you do? I love that question. It's a challenging question, but I love it. I love it. And I love when I get challenged even deeper on that. That's why I do personal work on myself also. That's why I do personal work. That's why I speak to a consultant about things. That's why I speak to, to uh, Simcharaba about personal things. Why? Because I want it to challenge me. Challenge me. Challenge me why I'm, what part of me, whatever it might be. Challenge me. Great. I want to be challenged. Yes, Rabbi Regensburg. Yes. Right. 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 So fear. I always say fear is either right. Face. Fr- forget everything and run. F E A R. Forget everything and run. As flight. That's what most people do. Or face everything and rise. You want to face everything. You got to face it. So that was better. You got to face it. Sometimes things are too heavy to face. So you can. You don't forget everything and run. You put it on the side. It's like you have a you have a kasha on the Gemara. You don't forget the kasha on the Gemara. Sometimes you have to go right there. I don't understand Tysus. I don't understand Tysus kasha. I don't understand it. I'm putting that on the side. That's what Myra Bain taught me. I remember one of the greatest things Myra Bain taught me. And people don't get this right, especially when you're learning Ian. People don't don't get this. 
Sometimes you take a kasha and you put it on the side. It doesn't mean I'm, I'm ignoring the kasha. It doesn't mean I'm denying the kasha. It means I have this question, right? I'm putting it on the side. Let's go weiter. That's okay. So flight is a negative, yeah. Flight is a negative. Well, in your context of fight or flight, it's not always negative. It's normal. Right, right, correct. But people who can face, right? Reb Shach said about when he was Masbid Reb Chatzkel, and Reb Shach says, I never met a person like Reb Chatzkel, and they said, oh, you met the Chavetz Chaim. He says, yeah, I never met a person who anything he wanted to do, he didn't do anything he didn't want to do, he did, did do. A, a real Baal Musar, a real Baal Aveda, there's no flight. There's one flight. After 120, there's a flight. While you're here, you're facing everything. But that's a high level. Yeah, yeah. Right, correct. Correct. Yes, Ben. A oh. lot of times I'll hold myself, I'll try or attempt to look inward and I'll hold myself to a higher standard right. and then judge other people by that standard which I hold myself to. Okay. What's the way to fix that? Right, so the, you said, the, you said the, the dirty word, which is judge other people. Yeah. The second you're in the world of judging other people for good, for anything, is very, very dangerous. So even attempting to ju- judge Judge for anyone, don't judge. Yeah, I wouldn't judge for good. I wouldn't judge for anything. I'd stay out of, stay out of his business. Stay, go in there. Go in there. Yeah, is it normal that we look around? It's normal we look around, but it's not good to look around. It's not good to look around. It's good to look inside. Okay, let's just say, let's just do halacha. Then I want to learn a little Masil Sharm with everybody. Um, I don't even know where we're up to, but wherever we're up to will be perfect. I think the last we left off, I don't know which one is from the, uh, from the night one. One second. Right, let's do the halacha. Oh. The halacha that we're up to in this, in, uh, in, in uh, Chavetz Chaim is, is revealing that someone spoke Lashon Hara. You're not allowed to say that someone spoke Lashon Hara. My mother told all her friends how annoyed she was with one of her neighbors. The statement is Lashon Hara since it portrays the mother in a negative light. Right? Remember, Lashon Hara is whenever you're going to, and when it's true, that's the big, uh, right? That's the big uh, uh, funny thing about Lashon Hara. People say, oh, but it's true. But yeah, that is what Lashon Hara is. Lashon Hara is when it's true. That her mother did say something, but you're not allowed to say that. You're not allowed to reveal that someone did not extend kindness I'm surprised that Mr. Green preferred not to host his former, I think we did this, his former classmate last Shabbos. In the event that you reveal that someone did not extend kindness to you, you are also being over-harboring a grudge. Now this is very important. We'll just finish the last one and we'll stop for here, over here. After collecting money for a certain cause, you tell your friend, I was shocked that the people in this neighborhood uh, gave such small donations. Right, so you're knocking out the whole neighborhood. Um, something that's very important that people don't realize is that this is why it's so important to have someone who you can open up to. Because what happens is if you keep everything inside, most people have a problem is that they keep everything inside and when they're sitting around a chever, they're sitting around people, they'll talk Lush and Hara and that's their way of venting. But it really never helps. Right? If you have a problem with your mother or you have a problem with your roommate or whoever it might be, you have a problem with your father, whoever it might be, you have a problem with somebody and you don't actually deal with the problem, what you're going to do is you're going to sit there talking <coughs> with people about it in a roundabout way, but you'll never solve 
and you'll never get into really what you need to get into. When a person has somebody, whether it's a therapist, whether it's a Rebbe, whether it's a close friend, whether it's whoever it might be, where you're able really to really address what the issues that you have with this person. And one thing I could say to everybody is when you have a problem with somebody, and it's a real trigger with somebody, and you have a real, real problem with someone, that is a treasure. That is a treasure to unlock something that you have inside of you. If you have a person in your life who you are vehemently jealous of, if you have a person in your life who you are totally, totally, totally challenged with, whatever it might be, it could be your roommate, and you could swear that he's the problem, he's the problem, he's the problem, and you could swear that, that she's the problem, he's the problem, I, I promise, I swear, you could swear with a safer Torah that that person's a problem, if you're able to unlock that trigger, you will change your life. If you're able to really realize that, Noah, you know what, I gotta fix and heal something within me, you will, you will be free from things that you can't can imagine. You will unlock yourself in the deepest way possible. What happens is we could, we could, we could, we, we're, we're so, um, we're so, uh, what's the word? We're so, um, um, I don't know what the right word is. I know it in a um, in a psychological term. We're so we're so no That's really the best way to say it. We're so we're so convinced ourselves, right? Like when a guy gets angry, right? When somebody gets angry, they see they literally see the, the, a certain scene the way it is. They could swear that this is a, a certain situation. The way you feel about something, the way you or about something like it possesses you. You become possessed by this thing. And when a person is able to let go of that, that's when you're able to see things. And it's very difficult to let go of that. Because you're like, how can I let go of the fact that my life, I'm 20, and just wait till you get older. What's gonna happen if you're 35 years old and you've been blaming your mother and your father on your misery? How quick are you going to be able to detach yourself from that? How quick are you going to be able to detach yourself if you've lived for 30 years, 40 years? It's hard to do when you're 18, 19, 20 years old. Imagine when you're 30 years old and someone's going to tell you, oh, you thought that your mother was the problem? Really, you were the problem. You thought that your father was the problem? You thought it was the Rebbe that was the problem? You thought it was your this that was the problem? You were the problem. You'd be like, that's impossible. That can't be. It's not possible. Why? Because part of that is that we don't want to wake up to realize that I've been for 35 years, for 40 years, I've been, I've been moaning and I've been depressed about something that was really in my hands to, to change and I blamed it on somebody else. So that's very challenging. Yes, Rafi? What are you saying, though, let's say, let's say when someone's little, right? And they're hurt or something. That, that was their problem? Again, as Zalmi Bat, Batwinik said last year, it might not be... It might not be your fault, but it's your responsibility. Now it is. Your now, now it is. I wouldn't tell this to a 12-year-old kid, what I'm saying right now, but you're not 12. I wouldn't even say this to a high school kid. You know that? I'd say, go party, go have fun. You came here. You're here in this yeshiva. You're here. Why'd you come here? Why'd you travel 6,000 miles to party again? For, for what reason? You did, especially if you went to Waterbury. I mean that. I say the Waterbury guys have, I give them less, I give them less time, the Waterbury guys. Because you guys already had, you, you already know that a Rebbe loves you and you know about all the love, you know about all the good stuff. Okay, so good. 
So go, well, you've had it. Sorry, I don't mean to, to challenge all the Waterbury guys, but, but I'm challenging all of you. It's not like a guy who went to a regular high school, right? So he's got more, uh, he's got more stuff. And he didn't realize that his Rebbe loves him yet. So he comes here, he's like, oh, wow, people love each other. You guys already realize people love each other. So what are you doing? Okay, again, I know that sounds harsh sometimes to hear. But, uh, but it's okay. The truth sometimes hurts. But like we said, Rafi, it's not, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. You were a cotton. You were a child. But it's my responsibility to deal with whatever I... Whatever what was not my fault, I got to deal with it. Hashem gave that to me to deal with. Yes, Yehuda. seven habits that he says that's what responsibility is. Responsibility is the, the ability to respond. Response ability. I have the ability to respond. What happens to me I might not be able to control but how I respond to what happens to me I have the ability to, to control and that's, that's very powerful. That, and that's what separates um, the men from the boys so to speak the successful people and not successful people because everything things happen to everybody things happen bad things and challenging things happen to everybody you're not the first person to have a crazy mother you're not the first person to have a crazy father you're not the first person to have a crazy wife or a crazy spouse or a crazy child or a crazy schooling or a crazy brother or a crazy job whatever whatever crazy crazy dot 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 you're not the first person and I'm not taking away from empathy by saying that. Everybody has challenges. Everybody goes through things. But the difference between those who are able to, to do something about it are those who say, okay, what am I making of my challenge? Right? When, uh, sorry to talk, this in the base medrash. When, when Michael Jordan, I mean, this is more my day because I was a Michael Jordan guy. Right? In my day, when they talked about it, I, I used to watch... I never saw The, the Last Dance because I know it's new. Right? I, I want to watch it because I heard it's an amazing documentary, right? But all the things were, were everyone says, okay, you know, he got cut from his high school team. He got this, right? So maybe he could have responded by saying, okay, I'm going to try baseball. He was good at baseball. He was good at baseball, but he, but he didn't. Who knows? When a person that's by in a secular person, that's a secular person. When you have challenges, and that's talking about sports, when you have challenges and you're able to say, yes, this is my challenge, right? What am I going to do with my challenge? What am I going to do with it? Okay, beautiful. Shkoyach Yehuda, beautiful. Okay, Hashem will help us all. Hashem will help all the Jewish people as we begin a new month. And um, we begin a new day. We begin a new life. Whatever, wherever, wherever you begin, you begin. You, begin, you can begin any day of the month. Rosh Chodesh is extra powerful because it gives extra power of, of, of renewal. 
of Rosh Chodesh in the, in the air, there's power to renew oneself. Not that we need so much renewal coming off of, coming off of Tishrei. Tishrei is, is one of the most, uh, Elul and Tishrei, right, it is great. I could, I could go another two months of Elul and Tishrei, right, of, of, of uh, focus, right? But now we're, now we're in the, uh, now we're in the trenches. Now, 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 now life uh, begins to unpack the suitcases and all the luggage and all of the fill-ups that we filled up uh, during Elul and Tishrei. Um, so Hashem will help us all not to focus on others, on anyone but ourselves, and through that we'll be zochah not to speak any Lashon And all we could do is learn the Hilchus Lashon That's all we could do. We can learn Baruch Hashem. I could just, I'll just say publicly, I have a niece of mine who's here in seminary and she was over for a sukkah, so I haven't seen her in a long time. She's from Denver, and uh, and uh, we're at, in my house, Baruch Hashem. At every meal, I do the same thing. I do I do uh, purity of speech. We do it takes mamish two minutes. We do the halachas. My family knows that's what we do. And she was there, and she sent me a picture yesterday that uh, that she bought the book uh, Purity of Speech, and she said, you know, she was so she said it made such an impression, you know, uh, that that. Uh, you know, I guess whatever it was, I wasn't trying. I wasn't trying to teach her. I wasn't trying. I wasn't trying to make an impression. I was just trying to, just trying to remind myself. You know, and and. Uh, thank you, Rafi. Always makes me feel good. Thank you. I like the claps also. Um, so why was I saying that? Yeah, because and I, and I told her. I left her a message. She sent me a picture of the purity of speech. I left her a message. I said. Well, people don't realize when it comes to, to purity of speech is that forget about Olam Haba. Forget about what it does for your soul. It'll make your life a better life. People think, people think oh, Lashon Hara, Avada, Lashon Hara is the worst of the worst. Ali Lashon Hara, Elam, Chelek, Lelam Haba. It's scary. It's scary to think what Lashon Hara does. Mamish, it's scary. I'm not even going, I'm not coming from the spiritual. Speak to uh, a, a holy, holy guy about what Lashon Hara does to you spiritually. That's not what I'm coming to say. I'm telling you, coming to say what, what Lashon Hara does to you physically on this world. It'll ruin your day on this world. So I'm not even selling, uh, not speaking Lashon Hara for, for your soul. I'm not holding on that madrega to talk about souls. I can talk about just just having a great day. I don't want to talk, I don't want to be, nobody here wants to be talking to their wife and their kids at the dining room table, at the kitchen table, at the lunch table. And if you are, shame on you and I feel bad for you. If your life will consist of you sitting around with your wife and your kids talking about other people, I don't even want to say that's terrible. That's, that's failure. That's fail. Then I don't know. Then I'll have to figure out time out what I. Then I didn't do the job that I wanted to do. I don't know. I have to think about where I come in in that. I'm being serious. If that's what you're doing, if you come out of this yeshiva, if you come out of this yeshiva, and you and, and, and one day you find yourself talking to your wife and kids about other people, then I, then then then, then I'm, that that hurts me. That hurts me. And I didn't do a good job. I didn't I didn't do a good job. Again, time out. I hear the kasha. I have to figure out where I fall in on that one. So Hashem will help us all. Uh, us and all the Jewish people, we should be zocha to, to, to love everyone, to love ourselves, to love everyone around us, and to, uh, to live the life that we want to live. Amen.
Okay, uh, Yitzi, does anyone remember where we're up to over here? Because I have two spots. Well, if we remember where we're up to in, in, um, at, at night, where are we up to at night? Then I'll remember where we're up to in the morning. I know, but we're in Chasidus in the morning too. Chafalaf, we're at night? Oh, here, Chafalaf. Okay, makes sense. One second. Yeah, yeah, okay. Good. What? Yeah, okay, great. Beautiful. Yeah, we're good. We're good. Oh, wow. Okay, good. We're up to, we're up to how to acquire Hasidus. So we'll just do a few minutes of a Hakdama, a quick Hakdama of um, quick introduction. Thank you, Shlomo Zalman. Thank you, Yitzi. Quick introduction of what Hasidus is. I think we could start with that. Uh, right. Okay, good. Um, Hasidus has nothing to do with Hasidim, right, in the Silsi Sharm. It has nothing to do with the colloquial word Hasidim, as in Peis and, and um, Astrimal. Uh, those happen to be called Hasidim, but that's not when the Ramchal talks about Hasidus, he's not referring to that. The Ramchal was actually during the, during the time of the beginning of Hasidus. He was not around for, uh, I, don't know, he, I don't know if he ever published anything said anything about Hasidim in general. I don't know, because he was in Italy and the Hasidim um, came about in, not in his uh, area and they didn't have, I don't know if they had Wi-Fi during, uh, during his time. Um, so so, um, so uh, the Ramchal, when he talks about Hasidus, Hasidus means that you do things beyond the letter of the law. This Sefer is split into two. It's split into how to become a Tzaddik and it's split into the second half is how to become a chassid. The first half is how do you become a tzaddik, and the second half is how to become a chassid. Now, what's the difference between a tzaddik and a chassid? So basically, and this will finish off the shir today, basically, I'm not going into the depth of it, basically a tzaddik is more of a checklist. Is he doesn't do things wrong because he has a good checklist. Obviously, obviously he's, he has good intentions, obviously he's a good guy, but it's more of a level of a checklist. I want to do things right. But he's not so much in the investment of I want avada. We're not talking about a tzaddik. We should be zochel all to be tzaddikim with the Ramchal. I'm just trying to paint a little bit of a picture of the difference between a chas and a tzaddik. A tzaddik wants to be yotze. He wants to just fulfill what it is that Hashem asks him to do. But he could still have burning desires. He could still be someone who who uh, is not really emotionally there yet 100%. He's someone who doesn't want, it's not so much about a relationship with Hashem, it's more making sure that I'm doing everything right. The chassid is someone who wants and wants and wants to please. It's not so much what he's gonna get out of it, it's more that he just wants to love Hashem, he wants to do for Hashem. It's more in the relationship part. It's not so much about Olam Haba. It's not so much about anything. It's just more, I want to develop a relationship with Hashem. A tzaddik is more focused in the words of the Mesil Sharm. A tzaddik is more just doing things right. The chassid is someone who is more invested in building this relationship with Hashem. Now one of the things I say, and I'm going to finish off with this, is that many people in their relationship with Hashem have trouble transitioning, and it's a tough transition. When you begin to transition from tzaddik to chassid, when you begin to transition between Hashem is a monster, and Hashem is going to punish me, 
and Hashem is going to hurt me, and Hashem is going to, I better be good, otherwise my life is going to be terrible, I better this, I better that, and you begin to say, how can I develop a relationship with Hashem? That's when you have a different world of living in this world and, and Judaism. Judaism doesn't become something that is um, a, a yoke. Judaism doesn't become something that is, I better. Judaism is not about heaven and, and, uh, and Gehenna, right? But Judaism is more about, what is my relation? Why don't I do an Avera? Why don't you do something against your wife? Because you're afraid she's going to smack you? I hope not, right? The Gemara, we just learned the Gemara. Right? The Gemara just said, uh, Right? So you don't, you, don't want your, right? you don't want your wife, you don't want to be afraid of your wife. That's not a healthy relationship. That's not a healthy relationship. You want to not do something against your wife because you love her. Because you want to develop a relationship with her. You want to connect to your wife. You, want to, you love someone. When you love someone, you don't want to do something against them. So when you love Hashem, so someone might say, love Hashem. What does that mean to love Hashem? Good, that's a good question. That's a great question. That's a great, great question. How, how does that mean? But that's really where Hasidus begins, and we'll end off with this, we'll end off with Rav Hillel, Hatzadik, Chassan, what is it, Chassan, what are you? Polnar, what are you? Chassan, what? No, what's your hat? What did you have? You had Chassan, Chassan Bracious, Rav Hillel had Chassan Bracious, Chassan Bracious, start us off. How does one make the transaction between viewing God as a master? Right, the transition. I think that it's a problem, I don't know how it is in America, but in some Hadar in Israel, that's yeah. the years of the Yankas that people right, yeah, yeah, 100%. Uh, for myself, that, that was like what was drilled into me. How do you right. take that out of your head? How do right. you focus? So what he's do you gonna, focus on? So that's Parakhaf. Parakhafal. Lord Parakhafal. Emotionally, it's very difficult, but but you're but when you're in but when you're in a correct, but correct, correct. Rafael is asking, so how do you transition if you were brought up with with uh, Gehenna and and Ganeidin, Gehenna and Ganeidin? How do you how do you get out of that? So just to tell, it's not just Ganeidin, I think that many in many Chadarim they focus on teaching kids. Right. How evil God is. Evil? Right. And that's what you like. He's looking, he's looking for you. He, he wants to get you right, better. Right. You better right. And that's what most of it. I got it. That's a little crazy. That's more crazy. That, that, I call that more crazy. That's crazy. I, I, I think that's what goes on. Okay, then, okay, whatever goes on, then that's crazy. And you got to go to therapy. You got to work it through. got to work it through. I don't know what I'm saying. Yes. The, the natural thing is you tell a kid, even al-schinach, you, you can't tell a kid when he's eight years old, you know, you got to go to bed because, you know, you want to feel good and you, you know, you could tell them that. But I'm saying there's discipline with your children when they're younger and it's a different conversation. You have a different conversation with a 10-year-old than you have with an 18-year-old. It's a different conversation. If there's stuff, Girsa Diankasa, which means you were told things when you were younger that are really dark and scary and they were, you know, ingrained, ingrained into you in a very negative, powerful way, okay, you might have to, uh, might have to do some, uh, some, that could be traumatic, I don't know. Yeah, it's a good concept. It's really, if you've been around this yeshiva for a long time and it's still there, 
then you might have to, you know, you gotta get, get a massage, you gotta, get, you, gotta, you gotta go the other way. If you're 20, 30, 30 years, you know, I always say this, if you're 20, 30 years this way, you gotta go 20, 30 years the other way. It takes time. But you're Kabbalah, Rafilla. I'm not worried about Rafilla. Rafilla's, Hashem loves you, you're a tzaddik, you have nothing to worry about. Everyone agrees. Everyone agrees on that one. Everyone agrees. Hashem should help all of us. We should be zoyed. I'm not pushing you off. It's a serious question. Hashem should help all of us. We should be zocha, each and every one of us. We should be blessed to focus. This man will talk to Hashem at one o'clock. I'm giving to everyone a, a, just a little uh, welcome and introduction to the beginning of this man, and I'll give everyone here just a, just a physic, you know, for all of us as we begin the winter. And this year we have an extra. We have an extra winter. Baruch Hashem, we're blessed. Anyone who came, that we have an extra month together. Not sure what the Mezrich, Mezvich, and, and, uh, and if we're going to be Zoha to go to the Ukraine. I definitely daven on Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur for it. I don't know if we'll be Zoha to go to the Ukraine. Um, hopefully we will. But whatever it is, it's a long, it's a long winter's bond. And uh, Hashem will help all of us that our focus on this zman is on ourselves. Focus on yourself. Don't worry about anybody else. Focus on yourself. Get what you need. Get what you need on any level that you need it. Get what you need. Focus on yourself. Don't worry about your roommate. Don't worry about your... I'm telling you, don't worry about your roommate. Don't worry about your roommate. Don't worry about your other roommate. Don't worry about nobody. Don't worry about yourself. Focus on yourself. Get yourself. Because the, the best thing you can do for yourself is to do for yourself. That's the best thing. I like that line. The best thing you can do for yourself is you can do for yourself. That's the best thing you can do. The best thing you can do is take care of yourself. The greatest thing you can do for yourself is focus on yourself, focus on what you need, focus on your chesronos, on your milas, whatever it might be. Hashem will help all of us to be zochah to have an amazing month of amazing things. Have a wonderful day.